You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Rheumatology Podcast. I'm your host, Herman Tam, a pediatric rheumatologist at British Columbia Children's Hospital in Vancouver, Canada. Our guests for this episode are Dr. Amit Zeev and Professor Yosef Uzia, authors of the article titled Effectiveness of the BNT162B2 mRNA COVID-19 Vaccine Among Adolescents with Juvenile Onset Inflammatory Rheumatic Diseases, published online on August 3, 2022 in Rheumatology. Thank you for joining me and the listeners, Dr. Zeev and Professor Uzia, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Herman. Thank you. Please tell us about yourselves. So first of all, really, thank you for the opportunity uh, to participate in this great podcast. My name is Amit Ziv. I'm a second-year pediatric rheumatology fellow at uh, Mayer Medical Center in Israel. I'm a mother of three. I'm about to complete my board exams uh, in a couple of months, hopefully successfully. And uh, I'm a professor of pediatrics in the hospital in Maryland Medical Center. I'm doing pediatric rheumatology for the last 30 years, and we have a relatively large rheumatology unit in our hospital. Your article caught my attention relating to COVID vaccines in the pediatric rheumatology population. Can you give me an overview of the aim and methods of the study? Well, it all started during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, So our aim was to evaluate the effectiveness of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine for our patients, children with uh, immune rheumatic disease. Our previous study uh, we did with our colleagues, uh, Heshin Beckenstein. In this study, we found attenuated immunogenicity to the COVID-19 vaccine in this population. So we wanted to find out whether it correlates with higher infection rates. I mean, does really our, um, our patients, the children with rheumatic disease, are they infected uh, more with COVID-19? So in order to assess the effectiveness of the vaccine, we understood that we need a large cohort of patients. So what we did, we used the data uh, from Klalit Health Services, the largest healthcare organization in Israel, And basically, it allowed us to conduct an observational study and to compare the COVID-19 infection rates in relation to the vaccine status and immunomodulatory therapy. So our cohort were actually all of the adolescents with immune rheumatic disease insured by Klalit Health Service in Israel. We had a large cohort. And the adolescents in the same age group out immune rheumatic disease served as controls. What were your key findings? We found that the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine was similarly effective against COVID-19 infection in adolescents with and without immune rheumatic disease. And being treated with the immunosuppression didn't affect the, the effectiveness at all. The important thing is that usually those patients who are considered to be immunocompromised, we can't check efficacy of diseases because once we give them, for example, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, we know that it is safe. We know that it is less immunogenic comparing to controls, we can, but we cannot assess efficacy. And here we had an opportunity to assess the first time efficacy because the COVID is real in a lot of cases. So this is the first time that we are able to show efficacy in patients who are on immunocompromised or getting immunomodulatory 
medication. Uh, we were quite lucky to be in contact with the Clalit Health Services, which, as Amit told you, it's the largest health service in Israel and probably one of the largest in the world. It has about 5 million people under coverage. So this kind of study replaced the classical randomized control trial because to assess efficacy, for example, you need to have some patient who get the, the, the vaccine, other who doesn't get. And here we can use the big data and explore and come to result relatively very fast. And in the recent months and during the last two years of the corona, so the Clalit was able to do a lot of studies like this in very large cohorts. Utilizing data from big healthcare systems can certainly be very powerful in studies. Interestingly, you found that unvaccinated adolescents with familial Mediterranean fever, or FMF, were at increased risk of contracting COVID-19 than controls. Can you comment more on that? Okay, so thank you for this really very good question. We were also astonished to find these results because we thought that the FMF patient will have less uh, COVID infection. So one option is that this a disease related to ethnicity. It's more to Mediterranean ethnicity. They're uh, coming from like larger families uh, with uh, more kids. And maybe also it's like related to low socioeconomic status. So the contraction rates there are, are higher. One more possible explanation is that we now know that the COVID-19 virus is um, a hyperinflammatory virus. It can induce the, um, the immune system and cause like what we, we now call a, a cytokine storm in some patients. So therefore, maybe the patients with the innate immune disorders, like the hyperinflammatory patients, like FMF patients, perhaps they are more susceptible to contracting uh, this virus. And also maybe they have a more severe course of disease. Because uh, we're also uh, very surprised by this finding, uh, we're now conducting another study with the Clalit cohort, and we're checking exactly that. We're checking how FMF um, children, um, how they react to the COVID-19 vaccine, and do they get like a more severe disease? Do they have more hospitalization? So we're checking that uh, out now in another study. Practically speaking, um, how can you use these results in counseling families? Thanks for the question. We do it all the time because once the corona started, so the question from the families were, how should we behave with our kids with the rheumatic disease? Should they go to school? Should they continue the regular life? And so on. And then they ask us, how safe is the vaccine? How effective is the vaccine? And now with this large study and findings, we can assure them that the vaccine is safe and it's very efficacious. So if they have any doubt, we can show them those results and uh, the vaccination rate is going higher. And this is something for the whole uh, rheumatological community all over the world to encourage their patients to go and get vaccinated. Because actually another finding of, of our study was that only about 60% of our adolescents' uh, patients uh, were fully vaccinated. And this was like in the midway of the corona pandemic. Maybe like this study will help us like increase this uh, suboptimal uh, vaccination coverage for this population. Does your group have any future research plans relating to this topic? Regarding vaccination, not sure for now. Maybe we'll repeat it then later on, you know, we'll wait for the COVID, the, see how we'll be the COVID next winter, and then we can check again regarding vaccination and uh, disease uh, morbidity. But other things, 
are related to pediatric rheumatology, we can use this big data to check for other questions. For example, we had in our bulletin board recent question, if we see more patients with systemic onset GIA, and if this is related to the COVID. So this is, again, something we can use the big data and see what's the incidence of uh, our diseases, if there's any change in the occurrence of the systemic GIA, lupus, and others in the years of the corona, compared to the years before the corona, and comparing to see if there are any flare of disease or new disease following the vaccines. Because there's a lot of... Uh, question, people asking if the vaccine is related to flares or to getting new diseases, new immune diseases. And this is something we will be, we will be able to check during this clalit uh, cohort. That's great. It sounds like you have a really good healthcare system to allow you to study our rare diseases. Thank you again, Dr. Zaif and Professor Uziel for sharing their insight in this podcast episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I encourage our listeners to check out this article recently published online on August 3rd, 2022. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I am your host, Herman Tam. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.